on this episode of On and Off the Field with Yeah, buddy. Durf and Dylan. Yeah, good time, everybody. Season four, episode 13, episode 133, baby. DJ's here bright and early. With the amount of injuries the Browns are stacking up, are we witnessing them spiral out of control, or is it still too (laughs) early? Let's come back to that question after we (laughs) learn how to floss and start everything and, you know, just go through the general Yahoo of everything here. Um, First and foremost, this is a very important thing that is starting this week and this is something that we will not stop until we see the end all right this is something that we need to see through until it is completed and we have something from the nfl stating that there's been a change because we cannot move forward like this what's up jay we cannot move forward like this so what i'm about to show you is this is a petition that we started we need edible peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for NFL players. The link is in the description of this video and I'm about to copy and paste it right now. So everyone can click on that. We need signatures folks. We need signatures ASAP. Um, Recently, if we just scroll down, you can learn about it recently in week five of the bills and chiefs game Sunday night. um, There was a rain delay of the game. So they had to basically just stay in the tunnel at halftime. I believe it was whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it was reported that the bills players did not like, they were uncomfortable. They hated the amount of peanut butter that were on their PMR and jelly sandwiches. Now, I don't know if this has ever happened to you or a loved one, but when you have too much peanut butter on your PMR and jelly sandwich, no one's having fun. It's inhumane. Like you might as you waterboarding's outlawed. You're not allowed to waterboard people. Just give them peanut butter sandwiches with too much peanut peanut butter jelly sandwiches with too much peanut butter. That's the new waterboarding. Okay, <sighs> it's disgusting. And if this is what they're handing out to NFL players, the people that make they go out there and they're the product of the league, they do the work for these people, and they give them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with too much peanut butter absolutely disgusts me so the petition is here we want we want to get in contact with the nfl and see who we need to we need to talk to somebody to to get this fixed because this is horribly horribly inhumane treatment of of the nfl players will not stand for it nope this is your team too that this all started with this was revealed during a bills game oh yeah yeah, there was a there was a lot of complaints about it, and they were, you know you'll get talking about the ratio of peanut butter to jelly, um, but yeah, yeah, too much peanut butter is never a good thing on a peanut butter PB and J sandwich. So, I mean, let's make let's get a change here. I would have loved to get a picture of what they were given. <laughs> right. You know, that would have helped our cause. You know, a little bit of proof, some evidence to show that it's you know they've gone too far over there at the NFL. Um, yeah. but we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. No, don't worry. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. No such thing as too much peanut butter. You see, TJ, and that this is maybe it's just because you're TJ and you're just you're you're an odd guy. We love you that you're an <laughs> odd guy. You're special to us in our hearts. But I'm gonna write this off as an exemption that this is just something that you have a problem with that you need to go get therapy for. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call a therapist for. I'm gonna get you get an appointment set up for you. Okay. Whew. Grape or raspberry jelly there, Durf. Which one are you? Grape or raspberry? Or or any or any? Uh, those are the only two I've ever known. I don't know if you do any uh, others. I I typically go strawberry. Mm. Okay. But I don't yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't hate grape. So I just I've always done strawberry for the most part. I'm a great man through and through. Nice. Strawberry as well for TJ. Oh, very nice. So what's the proper way to make a peanut and jelly sandwich? Do you do like a thin layer on both pieces and then jelly on one side? Or do you just do peanut butter on one side and jelly on one side? I'm a I'm a one side for each kind of thing. Okay. Set up. 
Yeah. I've but always been like a thin layer on both, like extremely thin. Because ah, I do okay. put it on both. I don't know why this. It makes more sense to just do one side, but like, like right. for some reason, there's something buried deep inside my subconscious where I need to put it on both pieces. So I just do a thin layer on both sides, and then this the grape jelly right there in the middle of both luscious sides of peanut butter. Mm. Like it's just like a silky amount, so it's just perfect. Right. See, for me, that it's like a, like a contamination thing for me. Mm. Like, you know, you do all the peanut butter. You you know, I usually I use the side of the bread and like wipe the knife clean. Then you go for your jelly. Well, now if you have peanut butter on both sides and you don't put, get enough jelly in the first scoop with your knife, then you're kind of like, now I had this peanut butter jelly mess of a knife, and I gotta put it back in the the jar, and I don't want to waste your waste paper towels, but or something, wipe it off. You know, I'm, I'm just being trying to be efficient here, so that's why I do the one on one. So you scoop the jelly out with the knife. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe cause I never run into that problem because I yeah. dump. I'm a dumper. Like I take the jar uh, and like dump it. I put the knife up there to get the jelly moving. Right. But like I dump it on there. <laughs> And then I know I have enough. I don't risk. I don't take the risk of like not having enough on that first scoop. That's mm. why I don't scoop. You know. So uh, okay. I can see where you're coming in the problem with that. With that there. I I, I get that. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. TJ saying he's he's with you, but he's using too much peanut butter. That's the problem. <laughs> he's saying one side with peanut butter, one with jelly. Mm-hmm. He likes peanut butter and jelly like his women, thick and creamy. Yikes. Oh boy. I guess that brings up our last question of the, of the discussion here. Um, creamy or crunchy peanut butter? I prefer creamy. Okay, thank God. I was about to end the show <laughs> and just walk off if you said crunchy. I feel like crunchy is just weird. Yeah, crunchy peanut butter people should be on a watch list. It's not like, okay. It's called peanut butter, not peanut butter crunch. Yeah. Or peanut, peanut crunch. Yeah, yeah, peanut butter. Like there's no when you when you get like a right. stick of butter. There's no like crunchy stuff in your stick of butter. It's peanut <laughs> butter. You know, imagine if you got like hard chunks of lard or something in your butter and it's oh, it's crunchy butter. You're like, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> you don't do that. Oh. So yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, let's get this show underway. We're 10 minutes strong into this crap shoot. Yeah. Let's make sure everyone out here knows how to floss. That means follow, like, observe, subscribe, and share to anything on out the field related. Sponsored by the one and only Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Durf, tell them all about it. Well, you can follow, like, observe, and share on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as TikTok, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube and our Twitch channels all, all by searching at OOTF Podcast. Make sure you to click the link in the video description that will take you to the new merch store and all of our social media and podcast platforms. Check us out on the radio. We air on Sound Machine FM every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But there's so much talent on the network for you to check out all week long. Follow me. Last but not least, make sure to follow Team Having the... I can't talk this way. Uh, make sure to follow the Team Having Fun community on Facebook and Twitter to partake in the memes, live shows, and tomfoolery that goes on every day. That's all right. I was doing stuff anyways. Take as long as you want. <laughs> I don't. So I, I didn't. I don't know if I heard you or not. But did we, we talk about what uh, what this episode is brought to brought to our great fans by? Oh my god! I need to. Well. I think I gotta add it to the notes, but um, yeah, no, you're you are you're you're probably right. Let me um do the old screen share again. This episode might be brought to you by Flagstick Golf. <laughs> if that's what you're, <laughs> I think that's well, what you're talking was, about, right? Well, I'm about the top of the notes there. Oh, the top of the notes. All right. Well, there's something else. So we're we're gonna do Flagstick Golf <laughs> first, apparently. Um, so Flagstick Golf, we're ambassadors for them. Uh, it's the I'm wearing their shirt right now, which um, I wasn't gonna originally wash and dry this in fear that it was gonna shrink, uh-huh. but it accidentally got you know washed and dried because we're lazy people in this house and things just get thrown in the wash <laughs> willy nilly. It's fine, and it yeah. actually came out cool. I mean, it's still the same size. It's perfect. 
Nice. So, I mean, we're good to go. If you wash and dry your flagstick golf apparel, you're good to go. But, you know, if you use promo code OOTF at checkout, 10% off, good to go. They got all kinds of cool jazz polos, hats, towels. Really good, good stuff over there. Okay. Let's, let's start it. Let's try this again. Um, yeah, I, I guess this, this episode is brought to you by, um, Fast Track Cannabis Clinics of America and Grill Marketing on the NSPN Next Gen Sports Media. Is that the one? That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Now we're now we're all caught up. So now I'll floss again. Now. <laughs> okay. Now, all right, Derf, tell everybody how to floss. Oh, this is a right. great start to our show. We're doing. All right, guys. This this is a good attempt. We'll try again next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to forget, uh, so I'm going to go back in time here while we get ready to actually talk about football. Yeah. The Browns injuries are stacking up. They play mm-hmm. Thursday. Nick Chubb yep. won't play. Cream Hunt just got put on IR, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is going to play, but he's he was in a, in a freaking sling with his non-throwing arm. Yep. Uh, so he's going to tough it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not looking good. I don't think Jarvis Landry is going to be back yet. Odell Beckham got banged up in that last game as well. I think he'll play, but he every seems like every week this guy's limping. Right. It's not good. And the defense is not showing up as much as we anticipated that they might this season. So is it I, I don't think spiraling out of control is the problem because you know injuries just kind of happen and then they'll come back eventually. Mm-hmm. But is there just too many injuries, I think is the question for them to make a playoff push still. Right. I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think the injuries are piling up. I think it's I wouldn't say it's a complete spiral out of control right now, but the we are at the very beginning of it. This is we can see the the spiral starting to turn and grow and um yeah, it's not it's not good for the Browns right now. It's just it's this is a team that we saw what two years ago, where was it two years ago or last year, all the all the talent in the world, Super Bowl contenders, fall flat on their face. Yeah, it was probably last year. Um. Yeah, it, it might have been last year, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's iffy. It's a, uh, it's a weird time for that team, and that all that all these players are just. All of a sudden, I'll hurt, and how well, this is really going to test the depth of this organization and how this general manager has built this team to, you know, have success and see, you know, next man up and all that. So it's uh, it's not looking good for the Browns. I'll tell you that. I mean, we've seen why we've seen the next man up mentality for the wide receiver group for a while. It right. seems like at least the past two seasons, that's where like Donovan, Pe- Donovan Peoples Jones came out of nowhere, and just now he's the wide receiver three. Now the wide receiver two with Landry out, yeah, he's been lighting up. He's been doing great. Uh-huh. Um, so we're gonna see if they can do that at the running back position. I don't think you're gonna be able to bring in any backups that are on the same level of Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. So that's gonna be a struggle, <laughs> right? But you know, I don't want to say it's like over for them because in the past two weeks in their losses, they played the Chargers. Where they lost forty-seven to forty-two, and then the Cardinals, who were undefeated. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not like they're losing to bad teams, right? Right. Now, even with their injuries, they lost to very good teams while their team, while the Browns were depleted. Yep. So it's a big difference than like them being at full strength and losing to bad teams or something. So I think they're gonna be okay. They just need to. Their stretch is gonna get easier. They're playing the Broncos, who are they're spiraling. They're they would start at three and zero, and now they're three and three. I think. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers then, which the Steelers is a hit or miss situation right now. The Bengals, yep. that could be a good game. Patriots and then the Lions, and then they do have the Ravens down there. They actually have back-to-back games with the Ravens after their bye week. Oh, um, that was a, that was a miss on the scheduling. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, the Ravens <laughs> and then a bye week and then the Ravens. Yeah, I don't know who came oh, up geez. with that. But it, they have a soft stretch to get through these injuries before they have to right. start playing good teams again. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be okay. I don't want to start saying, you know, it's too late, they're screwed, it's over, they're just called a wrap. So. Right. 
And then before we get into our off the field stuff, Diggs for defensive player of the year. This obviously being Trayvon Diggs. Sure. Of the Cowboys and not Stefan Diggs. That would make no sense. That's his brother, um, though. You know, he, he's he's really doing well with the interceptions. I'll give him that. <laughs> Some of them have been lucky bounces. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like all of them are him jumping routes and being in the like just like making a good play. Sometimes it's just ball bounces off someone's hands and he's in the right place at the right time. Right. And then it's just it's and whether Cowboys fans or just people want to admit it or not, it's boom and bust with digs. Yep. And we literally saw that like you saw it. You saw who Trayvon Trayvon Diggs was in the span of literally two plays. You got a pick six. Because the ball was thrown a little high and Diggs was in the right place, caught it, and he went for a touchdown. Great play. Very next play, he tries jumping the route, but Mac Jones gets the ball over him to his receiver. The safety was too low, so I put a little blame on the safety too. But then it goes for a 75-yard touchdown pass to right. Diggs. Mm-hmm. So I think there's better candidates out there right now, and I think the probably the top candidate might be Max Crosby. Who's in first with with the exception of sacks, he is leading pass rushers in every category. He's he's an absolute beast right now, and because he's with the Raiders, he's not getting talked about. But right, Max Crosby is tearing people apart. Um, what other what other defensive player of the year candidates you got early on? I mean, Chandler Jones started out his year great with five sacks in a single game. Well, he's, I haven't really or... heard from him in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron Donald's always there, obviously. I mean, he's just Aaron Donald. <laughs> he, he, I feel like he's uh, just, he's just, he just starts at the top of the list and then you just kind of, who else is at least in contention, right? <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anybody right now. That's a, that's a tough conversation. That's something you got to think about before the show and get like prepared. Yeah. That's tough. There's a lot of players, a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of players. Yeah. Maybe Jamal Adams, um, for maybe worst defensive player of the year. <laughs> Had a freaking ball bounce right uh, off his helmet. That was that was bad. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to I'm, I don't want to think about it. Brandon's in the house. Fire in the chat. Aaron is my number one pick. But y'all stop, wanted your thoughts on Diggs. Well, there's our thoughts on Diggs. Who's Aaron? Oh, Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, Donald's always the top pick. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty easy. All right. Let's talk about some off the field stuff, shall we? Yeah. As always, our off the field segment, unless something else happens, this is usually what we go with. Week six community MVP. You can go to NFLPA.com slash community MVP to get all of the all of the list of the winners. This is week six's community MVP, and that's Vaughn. Miller, is he considered an outside linebacker for the Denver Broncos? I believe so. I believe. I don't think. I think he gets paid outside linebacker pay and not defensive defensive end play. Yeah, defensive end pay. Uh, I, I remember that was like a whole thing for one off season. Not to get off topic. It was, it yeah, the whole like, thing with the Steelers. Yeah, there was. It was the Steelers, and then obviously Von Miller. I think was probably one who started it. And then there was someone, right. I believe, in Tampa as well that oh, had Shaq that Barrett? same. Was it Barrett? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It just seemed like there was this slew of players that are like, and they're all the same position. They're defensive ends that want to be paid as outside linebackers. <laughs> and then this like new outside linebacker position was created where you're not actually mm. an outside linebacker. You're a defensive end that plays. He gets paid like an outside line. It's just it's yeah. bizarre to me. It's weird. It's very weird. Uh, hey, what's up, Gnome? Christopher Vita Ve Vita Ve. I like Vita Ve. He's definitely not a defensive end, though, or an outside linebacker. <laughs> Tell you nope. that. He's a no big tackle. old nose, no big old nose tackle. <laughs> so, Von Miller, week six NFLP community MVP, he provided $35,000 worth of free eye care to I and eyewear for 70 kids in Atlanta. Um, it's his Von's Vision Foundation, and they do eye care and eyewear. Uh, Miller and his Vons Vision Foundation. They took their vision days on the road this year with the with, to Atlanta, serving as the first stop of the football season. 
On October 9th, local children from economically disadvantaged homes came to the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church, where they received comprehensive screening, examination, and corrective eyeglasses at no cost. Kids and their families were guided through the eye exam by ophthalmologists. Maybe. With the ability to choose from exclusively designed eyewear that is being delivered to their home at a later date. In quotes, Vaughn's vision programs have also surprised me at times. The need is shocking, Miller said. Not only have our Vision Day teams discovered that nearly 80% of our children have needed glasses for perhaps years, but our eye doctors have also found many children with vision-threatening conditions. Some even had life-threatening eye conditions. Without Vision Day events, how would they have known? Since its inception, the foundation has supplied nearly $4 million in free eyewear and eye care services to youth across the country. As a result, thousands of students in need have received either their first pair of glasses or replacements. They had some of these kids had eye conditions that they could have lost their vision completely or have died from their condition if it wasn't for Von Miller's foundation. Yeah. Remember when we were younger and your parents said, don't sit so close to the TV and turn the light on? See, they were right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's probably why I have to wear these things now these days. Tell you what, <laughs> I can't look at screens anymore without wearing these. But uh, <laughs> it's a great foundation from Vaughn. And I, I love Vaughn because he always has those big old glasses on. Vaughn Miller is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite personalities in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's starting to be forgotten, but I I love that guy. One of the greatest personalities. Pay everyone the same. Don't know what that means. Uh, Vita Vey for Defensive Player of the Year. Interesting. Um, I'd have to look into that to see if I agree mm-hmm. or not. I I don't know his stats. Yeah, I know Vita Vey's so a sure. good player. Yeah. I know he's he's had injury bugs, but I don't think he's had any this year. You want to look it so. up real quick? <laughs> uh, and now, see, this is what happens when people get me off track. Um, oh, okay. Oh no, okay, that's just the single game stats. Sorry, I was about to be very concerned. I'm still a little concerned. He has a he has eleven total tackles, six solo, five assists, and a sack and a half. And he actually he actually has a pass defended too, so that's fun. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say no to that, Christopher. Sorry, <laughs> sir. Why don't the Eagles run the ball? Because their head coach is a dumb dumb. Nice shirt, Dylan. Thank you. This is from Flagstick Golf. Well, I paid for it, but uh, you can pay for your Flagstick Golf apparel over at flagstickapparel.com and you can get 10% off with promo code OOTF at checkout. Look at that plug. Look at that. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for being here, man. I don't think the Eagles run the ball. I don't know. They do run the ball. Jalen Hurts ran the ball 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what more do you want? (laughs) He outran. (laughs) To be fair, Miles Sanders had more rushing yards, but Jalen Hurts ran the ball 10 times, and Miles Sanders ran it nine times. And they had 19 rush attempts. Oh, boy. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. You want to talk about some football? Let's really get into the thick of things. All right. Into the thick of things. (laughs) I hate that I did that. Oh, my God. We added a new category called the Bills and the Hawks. I couldn't think of anything more, you know, anything better than just the Bills and the Hawks, where we actually talk about just exclusively the Bills and the Hawks for a little while. Yeah. You know? Just to make sure we talk about our teams because that's who we care about. Screw your guys' teams. <laughs> Running the ball is killing Stan's fa- his fantasy team. I'm assuming he has Miles Sanders on his team. That game last night was outstanding. That game last night. All right, let's talk about it, Fred. Ooh. Since that no was... one brought it up, let's talk about the Bills of the Titans, oh, 34 man. to 31. I, I, it, I, I'm slightly lost for words there, basically. <laughs> Um, I don't know how the Titans defense somehow stopped the offense for the Bills. Uh, I will say that there wasn't much of a run game going on. Um, it seemed like Rabel came up with a plan to 
stop that stop the run and for some reason their corners and their safeties were sticky very sticky on the receivers for the bills uh we had there were some good plays um i do not question the the call to go for it on fourth and inches at the end of the game um i the the, the naked excuse the field sucks that's that's pretty much what I'm going to go with. That we, we've seen it time and time again for the, the Titans field. There, it's it's terrible. They don't maintain it very well. You know, I, I've I've heard stories about them just you know throwing chunks of grass or sod on the field, paint it green, and call it a day. Um, yeah, I don't know how that that field could have gotten that bad towards the end of the game, but Josh Allen slips. Um, but I 100 percent you know agree with the call. Because this is, you know, you can look at analytics, and we've heard on, I've heard it on TV all day today. Um, but you know, thirteen out of fourteen times prior to this play last night, Josh Allen's, you know, ran the ball on fourth and one, and made it. The one time he didn't was a botch snap, not completely his fault. So now we're at thirteen out of fifteen, still good odds. Um, yeah, I mean. I was very surprised on the Bills' defense. Uh, they, they, the last two times they played, they've actually been able to keep Derrick Henry under 100 yards. Uh, Derrick Henry said not today and just sort of steamrolled half the team. Um, there was there was a little bit of a, a, a rookiness there when Henry had that big run. Uh, Greg Rousseau didn't kind of clamp down on the end and kind of did a swooping run to get to the backfield. Um but you know that that's that's a rookie guy he's gotta learn a little bit. You know, it's not not to knock him down, but you know it it that's what you get out of rookies, but you know, he's still playing well overall. Um you know, I don't know if anyone's really caught this, but you know the the inactive list from yesterday was a little surprising for me. Um I was really surprised that Harrison Phillips was actually active yesterday. Um, he's been a healthy scratch a couple games this year already. Uh, but and then, you know, by making him active, they made uh, AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham both inactive um, last night, which Epinesa's had a really good game. That would have been a good rotate, you know, a good player for rotation to play that edge um, and kind of help them get some, you know, fresh legs in there, which I was a little surprised. And then Boogie Basham, just he's he's still learning, but you know we've seen really good things out of him. So I was a little surprised on the personnel selection for the defense on um, that line, just based on how well they played last week against the Chiefs and how they were able to contain uh, with only four players. But yeah, Derrick Henry had had himself a day with three touchdowns. Um, Tannehill didn't look great. But, um, yeah, that was a game that Bills, I think, should have had. But, you know, the the one stat that nobody talks about that I continue to bring up is that every time Josh Allen has caught a pass, the Bills lose. Every single time. Um, and this is, now, this is now the second time that it's been the game before their bye week and they have lost. Now... Last year, they lost to the Cardinals. Didn't lose again until the AFC Championship game. So, where do the Bills go from here? Uh, Dolphins fans, sorry, but it could be ugly when the Bills come back to play Dolphins at Buffalo. It's already been a 35 to nothing game, right? Could could be more ugly. Um, <laughs> they got some aggression to take out. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, uh, Gnome says that the QB sneak wasn't the call there. Yeah. Stanley says, I think I think everyone is pretty much in the agreement that I think they made the right move going for it, looking at the division where it's at. They didn't really have much to lose. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a big deal that they go for it. I was fine with them going for it. You know, kick the field goal, go into overtime. If the Titans mm-hmm. got the ball, you're screwed because Derrick Henry was running right. all over everyone. So you don't want to take that chance. So I was fine with it, but they started out with you know, Josh Allen's going to take a shotgun snap, and he has Zach Moss next to him. I, I love the way it was set up because you don't really know what's coming. And then Josh yep. Allen, right before the snap, walks up to the center, takes a direct snap, 
and then you knew what was going. Then you, everyone knew what was going to happen. Then, right? And they and they clamped down on him. Yeah. If he would have stayed in shotgun, even he can run it at that point from there. He could do anything mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. If you you could roll out and go to the outside, he just got done hurdling over somebody. Hurdle again. He's he's athletic. Give him the option to choose how to run it. And I realize, yeah, I'm going to sit here and say all that. And then, oh, yeah, 13 for 14 on QB sneaks. It's like, well, like you said right at the beginning of your segment there, you know, the Titans were stopping the run game all day up the middle. Yep. So why would you think that would work then and there? I don't know. I feel like it was too predictable in the moment. But that's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, Christopher comes back and says there's more to Vita Vey than stats check out or the stats check out the tape. He's the engine that makes the defense go. Engines that make defenses go are very important, but they don't win defensive players of the year. That's just the facts. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, look at Bobby but, Wagner. Bobby yeah. Wagner makes that that defense go, but he ain't get defensive player of the year votes like in his whole life, just like Russell Wilson doesn't get MVP votes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There's a lot of players on there's a lot of defensive players on a lot of teams that make the engine go that go unnoticed. <laughs> Oh, and they're yeah. very important pieces. And I think Vita Vey is a great player. He's one of the best nose tackles in, in football. Yeah. But uh, he, he's not going to win a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Probably ever. Holding calls what killed the Bills on the run back. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, that was a kickoff return. Yeah, that was right after the, the Titans went up 34-31. Yeah, that, that would have put that. I mean, that would have put them up to 37. And yeah. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I, the holding call I didn't quite see, um, but yeah, it, it was happens. pretty obvious. Yeah, I they re-showed it. It was pretty. It was pretty bad, and it, it impacted the play too because right, it, it was on that side of the field. If it was like on the other side of the field and they called that, then I would have been upset. But like this was this happened like right where right. he was running, and it's a, you know, it sucks. Yeah, but. yeah, it's something for the special teams to work on. So yeah, there you go. 102 yards called back. All right, so yep. we're going to talk about the Seahawks at the Steelers, why don't we? Yeah. I guess I guess we should for a little while. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really want to, but they oh. went in overtime. Yeah. And the Seahawks lost 23-20. to 20, And the first half was an absolute joke. The Seahawks didn't score a single point. Uh, it was 14-0 at the half. Defense was just giving up everything. Um, offense was doing absolutely nothing. And then they came out at, at halftime. And I think the Steelers pretty much anticipated the Seahawks to throw the ball a lot. Uh, even Mike Tomlin said that in his, you know, halftime interview that he does with the on-field reporter there. He said they're going to try and target Ty- Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron said, nope, we're going to run the ball. And Alex Collins racked up like a hundred yards on the ground before he got hurt. Um, and then every then Travis Homer came in, DJ Dallas came in, and they did an okay job. But at the end of the day, Geno Smith is just not. He's just not. He's just he can't perform in this league. He can complete <laughs> some passes here and there. He makes a couple. Well, I, I would say even Nathan Peterman makes a couple here and there as well. So. <laughs> It's just not NFL level talent, and that's why he's a backup these days. Right. It's unfortunate, but that's what we have to deal with. And then D, the most embarrassing part of this entire game is not even what happened during the game. It was afterwards <laughs> when Shannon Sharp called out DK Metcalf for trying to play hero ball, which obviously caused the fumble at the end of the game, which didn't end up, actually end up impacting anything. It was just, you know, he got bailed out by <laughs> Freddie Swain. Um, yeah. And then he claps back at Shannon Sharp, the three Super Bowl ring man who's in the Hall of Fame, and says, you know, basically just shut your mouth. I can wipe my wipe my butt with your resume. <laughs> Saying that to a oh, Hall geez. of Fame wide receiver with three Super Bowl rings. Oh boy. Oh DK. DK, DK, DK. He took a big <laughs> L on that. And that's just what he's been this year. Yeah. I knew this was gonna happen too. I just I, I knew it. This dude mm-hmm. gets talked up like he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to the league is at, at the wide receiver position. And he let it get to his head. It's it's official. And it's embarrassing as a Seahawks fan to watch. 
I'd be like this. He's going to be turning yeah. into Terrell Owens here soon. That's going to be who he is. Or uh, a giant Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, yeah, just a just a you larger see, version of one? Juju. <laughs> uh, but, it's tough times. I mean, it, it is tough. I mean, the Seahawks came back though. I mean, they were down what fourteen nothing. Yeah, they and, they played uh, well in the second half. Yeah, they they made they made adjustments, which was you know good to see. Um, yeah, TJ Watt. Yeah, doing yeah, it again at the end. His stat sheet was packed. Solo oh, tackles, yeah. sacks. Yeah. He batted down like two passes. That was the other thing with Geno Smith. This dude had like 10 passes deflected at the line. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. How yep. does that even happen, man? How do you get so many passes batted down at the line? <laughs> what in the what in God's green earth are you doing? <sighs> um, is Chris Carson coming back this back this week? You know, and it's funny because they said about 30 times that Russell Wilson got put on IR. And he'll be back hopefully by week 10 against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But not once did I hear them go, Oh, by the way, they also put Chris Carson on IR, and his targeted return time is also week 10 against the Packers. No one said that. Only about only talking about Russell Wilson. Like Chris Carson's an important piece of this offense as well. But no, he will not be back. He's on IR. Projected return is the Packers in week 10, hmm. along with Russell Wilson. Well, that was fun. I'm glad we had that. I'm glad we got to have that talk. <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks are just. <sighs> they are. They're just struggling a little bit this year. And I. I it just seems odd. Like it's. it's To me, it seems like Pete Carroll's got to go, but I don't yeah. know if it's going to happen. And it's just. Pete needs to leave before Russ. I say we. I, I, what I would love to happen is Russ stays for another year or two. Yeah, and but but without Pete, and actually, so we can actually see some real change in the offense. Right. That's what yeah. I would like to see, but mm-hmm. that that's not going to happen. What about Rashad Penny? Stop. We don't talk. <laughs> we don't talk about Rashad Penny. That's a forbidden name here. The fact that that guy is still <laughs> wearing a Seahawks jersey is absolutely effing disgusting to me. We don't yeah. talk about Rashad Penny. He doesn't exist. <laughs> That man is like an honorary Seahawk. He shouldn't even be able to wear the jersey, but we just let him tote it around. Disgusting. I guess we need to talk about other football games. We might not even be able to talk about all of these. Yeah, we'll kind of run through them quick. We'll try. Uh, We got, obviously, the good, the bad, and the who cares. A lot of these are going to end up becoming who cares, but (laughs) the first good is the Dolphins at the Jaguars. 23 to 20 end score, and this game was out in London. Yeah. I mean, I put this in the good list because honestly, it wasn't that bad a game. But mm. the Jaguars get their first win with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, and they didn't kick a good field goal all season. Through five weeks, they did not score any points kicking field goals. And then they kicked three in this game, including yep. two over 50 yards including the game winner oh yeah amazing yeah storybook stuff oh yeah and like they just got rid of their kicker too the other one new guy comes in new guy comes in see you later old old man can't make the kicks we'll replace it with somebody who can and I, i this guy's story was weird too he was he bounced around all over the place i think he they jaguars got him off of the Steelers practice squad is where I believe he came from, but he was with another team before the Steelers too. Oh, nice. So he was bouncing around and finally got his home in Jacksonville and actually won them the game. Amazing. Absolutely oh, yeah. incredible. Robinson is still a beast. Yep. And the Dolphins just continue the tumble. And it's just the one takeaway for the Dolphins that I have is what happened to Brian Flores. Like what? What ha- this guy was supposed to be the coach of the year like two years ago, yep. and then he started like doing all this weird Tua Fitzpatrick benching situation stuff last year, <laughs> and now this year he just what happened? This is his team that he had borderline playoffs, and now they're one in five. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh... 
This is becoming a Belichick tree that will die. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Go Chiefs, says Gnome. Boy, your team is its own little situation of trouble. <laughs> and is Kenyon Drake any good with that new coach situation? I would say um, no, because he scored 20 fantasy points while sitting on my bench, but I still won, so thank God. <laughs> but too. he only had like three carries and three receptions. He had six touches, I believe, in that game. At least when you under Gruden, um, he got more touches. Whether he did something good with those touches or not is a different story. Mm-hmm. But he only got six touches in this past game. And he made it worth it, so maybe that gets him more touches, but that's an unknown right now. So right. that that we'll see. But he did get less touches. Uh the next one is Vikings at the Panthers. Great game. Great yeah. game. I was tuned into this one, man. Like nice. pretty much from halftime on, I was tuned in because I was uh-huh. I was wanting to see these Panthers do something. But the Vikings had this game pretty much sealed up in a nice little Ziploc bag, just towed it home. And the Panthers just, whoo, they came, they came out of nowhere. You know, they scored one <laughs> touchdown, the Vikings punt, they scored another touchdown. I was like, wait a minute, we have a game here. Yeah. And then it just started, <laughs> everything went the Panthers' way, and then overtime, obviously. But, man, what a game. The comeback was awesome, and I love seeing that resiliency out of the Panthers. That was my, that was my takeaway from this. That's mm-hmm. why it's a good. So my, the resiliency that they had yeah. shows me that they're still a good team, regardless mm-hmm. that they started three and zero and are three and three. They they still have talent there. Yeah, it's still it's still a rebuilding team, but it's a rebuild, rebuilding team that can still get them wins, and they're they're still improving. So good to see that they they hung one in there with the the Vikings for sure. Yeah, I'm almost positive if they had Christian McCaffrey out there, they would have won this game. Yeah. Just that extra weapon is just what they're missing. And I'm sorry, but Chubba Hubbard or whatever his name is. <laughs> Chubba Bubba. Uh, Chubba Bubba Hubba uh, is not the answer as much as people say that he's, oh, he's so good. He's 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 basically Christian. No, 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 no. We don't do that here. Yeah, all without CMC should be on the hot plate if he can't be healthy for more than half the season. Hey, I said it. In the off season, mm-hmm. I didn't say that, but I said if this guy, <laughs> I swear to God, if he comes back from this injury and then plays one or two games and gets hurt again, he'll retire. He will be the next Andrew Luck. Yep, I'm calling it. I would put money if that was a thing I could bet on in Vegas. I would put money <laughs> on it that he retires and will not play the 2022 season pending another injury, which is basically yep. inevitable. It's, it feels like. So, yeah. Uh, and the last good game we had was Dallas at the Patriots. Another overtime game. Lots of overtime yeah. games. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a couple of them almost went to overtime. Bills. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, they had, yeah. yeah. And this game was awesome for me because uh, C.D. Lamb caught a lot of passes down the stretch, and mm-hmm. he's basically the reason I won my fantasy football league, <laughs> or at least one of them, because he scored me like 36 points. Yeah. So that was, like, awesome. But, uh, yeah, Dallas beat the Patriots. We already talked about Trayvon Diggs. Yep. Had the pick six, but then gave up a touchdown on the very next play for the Patriots. Yeah. But, really, Dallas overcame a tough Patriots defense. Mm-hmm. It's the first time Dallas has beaten the Patriots in the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, they beat the Patriots without Tom Brady is basically what that is. Mm-hmm. And Dallas just continues the roll. They're 5-1. and one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and they played a tight game against the Bucks in week one, which is their only loss. I'm I'm yeah. I'm on a Dallas train, man. I'm not saying they're gonna win a Super Bowl, <laughs> but like people need to stop hate. I realize Cowboys fans can be annoying. I realize everyone hates the Cowboys, and you know, that's just like the cool <laughs> thing is to hate them. This team is good with Dak back there. And the defense mm-hmm. has taken a big step this year. It's a good football team, guys. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so my thing is. All right, here I, we go. Here's the slander. <laughs> Come on. Bring it. My thing is that 
Dallas' defense that's been talked about a lot this year still gave up 29 points to the Patriots. And this is something where Bill Belichick is literally hindering this offense now. That the Patriots are getting things done, but because of the way New England's playing style has been for years, they are super conservative. They're they just don't spread the field. That's not spread, they're not spread the field offense. Granted, they had that seventy-five yard touchdown because Mac Jones knows how to read the field as a rookie, which is good. Um, I like the way Dallas played on offense. There, there was a couple struggles, but overall, this is this is a team where we're seeing, we're seeing what we would have seen last year had Dak had had Dak stayed healthy, which is good to see. Um, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, it was it was closer than I thought it was going to be for sure. Uh, the fact that it went to overtime definitely makes it close. Um, but yeah, I I mean. This seems like a, a a Patriots team that is now being let down by their coach, and this I think this could have gone the other way. I think the Patriots could have beaten the, the Cowboys here. Um, Dallas had to do a little bit of a comeback to you know to to you know get this to overtime and win. So I don't know. You, you can't complain. It was it was a great game to watch. It was exciting, back and forth. Lead changes. Um, you, you can't ask for anything better than that. So, yeah, good game overall. Yeah, I don't have a complaint at all. But this, I mean, the fact that Dallas still Dallas still has, like you said, they had to fight back in this game a little bit at points. Yep. They have that fight in them to do that, mm-hmm. and the Patriots do as well. Mac Jones performed well as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, they did this giant spending spree to, like, get this team looking like Super Bowl contenders. That's what everyone mm-hmm. thought. They they bought up everyone in free agency. And it just seems like right now it doesn't matter. And right. Maybe that's Bill's fault. Who knows? Like, John Boo Smith is the most expensive blocking tight end to be signed in free agency because he doesn't, he's not catching any passes. They're literally using it for him for blocking. And... That's not what he should be used for. Like, why would you spend all that money for a blocking tight end? But he's the I exact guy I was going to bring up too. <laughs> <laughs> because at first, I I picked up Jonu Smith off the waiver wire initially, thinking because I needed a tight end. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's pick up Jonu. Like he's supposed to be, you know, the guy. But he's not doing jack anything. It's Hunter Henry. All the balls yep. go to Hunter Henry. Yep. So it's it's weird. It was weird that they paid all that money. Uh, they lost to the Bucks by two points in week one, but then end up beating the Chargers, Eagles, Panthers, Giants, and now the Patriots. They get the Vikings next week. So that'll be a that'll be a good game. We'll see what they can do against yeah. a, another stellar team. All right. Let's fly through some baddies. All right. Bads was the Bucks at the Eagles. This is basically just bad because the Eagles, my God, Stanley already brought it up in the comment <laughs> section. Get Jalen some damn help. Oh, Jalen needs help? Cool. We'll get him a fifth rounder and send away Zach Ertz. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I saw the TikTok with the sound from SpongeBob. And it's like, you know, the the Flying Dutchman's going to buy SpongeBob's soul. But, you Mm -hmm. know, know he's talking to uh, Mr. Krabs. Yeah. And he's like, uh, do you want SpongeBob or all the money in my pocket? He's like, How much money is in your pocket? It's like 62 cents. He's like, I'll take the money. <laughs> that's, that's like Nick Sirianni. That's uh, do you want Zach Ertz or the draft picks in my pocket? Well, how many draft picks? One fifth rounder. All right, I'll take the draft pick. And what? <laughs> what? Oh. It's the it's yeah. it's a it's a crime. <laughs> I feel bad for Jalen Hurts. I really do. Because he has talent. Yeah. His, his team is garbage. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. For sure. All right. And then the Chargers got blown out by the Ravens 34 to 6. That was a bad game. And that was so bad that the CBS crew 
changed games on me. <laughs> like they flipped over to Chiefs at Washington because it was a close game at halftime, and then they Chiefs blew the Washington out. So I would have rather watched the finishing of the Ravens to beat destroying the Chargers. But yeah, that was uh, not a good game for Herbert. He uh, hopefully he takes this one. And he learns from it. Uh, luckily, he's got a bye week this week, so you know he's got a little extra time. Make some changes, learn some different things on tape. You know, come back and uh, do your thing week eight. And the Ravens just they're rolling right now, but it's it's the regular season. This just seems like this is the Ravens always do. Yep. And I and I almost expect the Ravens to be able to do this kind of stuff. I just I'm just gonna be like, okay, cool, they did it, great game. Let's just yeah. wait for the playoffs. Let's just see what you do in the playoffs. <laughs> That's where I'm at this point. Yep. I don't even care if the Ravens go 17 and 0. I don't care. They're not going to this year, obviously. But if, if they go 16 and 1, I'm not. I'm just. Yeah. I don't care. Go to the playoffs. We'll see what happens. And that's all I care about. Uh, Cardinals oh, yeah. at the Browns, and you know the Browns got absolutely demolished. They have they have injuries off the wazoo, and that's why it's a bad because mm-hmm. this team was supposed to be. You know, this is my year for the Browns to be like you know, do it. If it's now, then it's basically going to be never because it's going to be hard to get better than you are right now. Right. But for the Cardinals, uh, I got to put, there's the only undefeated team right now. Like, mm-hmm. look at these teams that they've beaten. They demolished the Titans in week one, 38-13. They beat the Vikings. Um, and then they beat the Jaguars. Okay. Then they beat the Rams 37-20. to They beat the 49ers. And now they've beaten mm-hmm. the Browns. And most of these pretty handedly, they've beat them too. Yep. They're not like a week six and oh. Like no, this, they're no, they the only bad team they've played is the Jags. Yeah, and that one they had to come from behind. This is kind of they they the end score is 31 19, so I'm not gonna say too much. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I see where you're coming from there. But uh <laughs> they probably realize, oh god, the Jaguars are actually a little bit better than we thought, so we should probably start playing, and then they started playing. Mm-hmm. Um the Cardinals are a very real team. And the Browns outside the injuries. We talked about them at the beginning, so I don't want to get too hung up on the Browns. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. All right. But, you know, it's hard to deny their 6-0 record right now, but I'm still cautious because every week week I say the same thing. And they fall apart about halfway through the season because of, you know, an injury or leadership problems or something always Mm. happens. But 6-0, it's hard to deny. We shall see. We got to. Got a couple of who care games. These ones happened. If your team is included here, sorry, we don't really care. Uh, the Packers at the Bears, 24 to 14. The Packers win. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got flipped off by some Bears fans. He's still, I still own you. I own you. Which is pretty funny. Uh, that audio clip made its rounds. That was a good time. Uh, that was a good time. Uh, the Bengals beat the Lions 34 to 11. Yep. Uh, the Texans beat the Colts. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. That's incorrect. <laughs> Texans at the Colts and the Colts won 31 to three. Flip, uh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, the t- Texans didn't show up to this game. Uh, the, hey, T.Y. Hillen came back and played, though. He caught a couple yeah. passes, like four catches, 80 yards. Oh, I, think. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was surprised. Came, yeah. And he, he came, and he came out of the game uninjured. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that was even possible? Right. Uh, the Rams at the Giants, 38 to 11. Scoragami, by the way. Oh, yeah. Scorigami, baby. Gotta love some uh, Scorigami. First time that's ever happened. The Rams beat the absolute piss out of the Giants. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs at Washington, 31 to 13. It was close, like you said, close at halftime, and then just that just, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Uh, and then the Raiders at Denver. And I almost put this in the good category, but I, uh-huh. I, I try to keep each category to three besides the Who Cares games. Um, right. But this is the first Raiders' first win without Gruden. Yeah. And the first game without Gruden that they won. You know, so it's a, I, I see, I feel like that's an important detail to just yeah. throw in there. I think there, a was, there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of player unity here. Uh, yeah. I think in this game, they really came to, you know, fought for each other. So it was it good. To, like a team. Good. Yeah. Cause they uh, did not last week and they probably did that intentionally. So uh, good it. win for the, good win for the Raiders here. 
I would love for a player to come out and be like, yeah, we kind of half-assed that against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for them to just come out and say that. Um, <sighs> all right, week seven prediction time. We're running low on time, so we'll try and get these done as quick as possible. Oh, yeah. By week this week, we have the Bills, Cowboys, Jags, Chargers, Vikings, and Steelers. My fantasy team is hurting. Oh, yeah, um, me too. And so we'll do some game of the weeks. I'll just go first this time because I think you went first yep. the last two times, so screw you. Um, <laughs> my first game of the week is going to be Denver at Cleveland. Do you know why? Oh, because I, I'm going to be why. there. Oh, Denver at Cleveland. And it's my nice. game of the week because I'm going to actually be there. And I am yeah. actually going to take Cleveland to win. They're depleted, but Denver oh. sucks at football. All right. Plus three straight. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Cleveland and their defeated, defeated uh, injury team. <laughs> nice. All right, your turn. My turn. I will take uh, the Chiefs at Titans. Chiefs at Titans. That's a heck of a pick, though. Yeah, it should be fun. I will take. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one, um, because I think the Titans are going to do the exact same thing the Bills did this week. And they're gonna be coming off a high of a win, and they're gonna fall flat on their face against the Chiefs. Interesting. I think Patrick Mahomes will carve them up. I think Derrick Henry uh, will probably be able to have a good run game against this KC defense, but I think it's gonna be the passing game that keeps the Chiefs in this. Okay, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. It's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, the chief taking the Chiefs is bad, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> well, what do you feel about of the player taking time off because of the Gruden deal? That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Mental do health. That's do. fine. And Jason was a Jason Kelsey for the Eagles, I believe. He took off yeah. like three weeks for mental health. You got to yep. do it. You take care of yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Strike out beer. What's up? Sounds like a turd bowl to Denver and Cleveland. Sorry, but I, I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there. That's why it's my game of the week. Because I'm going to yeah. be there. That's the best game out of all of them. Um, oh, yeah. My second game of the week is going to be, as I scan the list, because we don't prep this. We don't do this ahead of time, folks. Nope. We just kind of um, roll. New Orleans at Seattle. Saints Very at nice. Seattle is going to be my second game of the week. And because this one's in Seattle, it's a little bit of a, you know, at least Gino gets to feel at home in this game. Yep. Jameis Winston has been hit or miss. The Saints team as a whole yep. has been hit or miss. I'm taking the Saints in this game 100%. Absolutely. This is just – the Saints will definitely win this game. Alvin Kamara will not be able to be stopped. But I think it will still be a good game. At least it's in Seattle, so it will be fun. All right. Um, let's see here. I will take – man, these 4 o'clock games are terrible. I was looking at this list. Man, this is this going to be yeah. a tough week. The, the six six teams on a bye this week it just seems a little excessive. Come on, NFL, get your stuff together. Come on, guys. Uh, I'm going to take Eagles at Raiders. Okay. I think that could be spicy. And I will take the Raiders on that one. Potential there for the Eagles. but Yeah. But we'll take that. Um, I'm actually going to take... Everyone's going to... If Elsa <laughs> didn't like those other two picks, I'll tell you. I'm taking Detroit at the oh, Rams. Oh, man. I'm taking the Lions at the Rams. It's Jared Goff's homecoming. Jared Goff oh. is coming back to L.A. He's going back to Cali. It's going to be a great time of him getting his absolute head battered into his shoulders. It's going to be awful. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Rams to win, but it's just a fun story. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good um, one. <laughs> Breaking news, Cowboys starting safety DeMonte Kazi arrested on DWI charges. Throw that in there real quick. Oh, very nice. <laughs> players being players. <laughs> oh, let's see here. What do I want next? I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna take uh the Colts at 49ers. That'll okay. be my no, that's a good one. My third one. I feel like it could be uh could be a flop. Um with this uh, 49ers defense could uh, make Carson Wentz look like nothing. Um, but it's a Sunday night football game. I think it's uh, 
49ers seem seem to do some magical things on the primetime games like that. So let's see what happens. Taking the Niners? Taking the Niners. All right. Don't tell like Danny it. Boy. <laughs> you got to give Danny Boy some credit here. He's, he's doing his best. Uh, that's my game of the week, Seattle and New Orleans. I'm actually optimistic in taking the Seahawks to win. You're more optimistic than the Seahawks fan. So uh, God bless your soul. <laughs> What's up? Grab some pie in there. He have us lurking at the end of the show. <laughs> you don't like the Lions at Rams as a game of the week? What are you talking about? <laughs> and it depends on the Niners' run game. Well, Trey Lance is playing, so they'll sure as shit have a run game. I'll tell you what. <laughs> all right, Hopefully folks. Hopefully, I believe that's all the time. Oh, that's not all the time we have. We are running no. out of time, but we still have to make upset picks. Yes. All right, we got some upset picks here. All right, here we go. My upset pick is going to be... I'm I'm scanning. Boy, oh boy, the, there is like no upset opportunities. Whew. All right, I'm going to take, as shocking as this might be, this is going to be weird. My upset pick is the Bengals over the Ravens. Damn it. <laughs> is that yours? <laughs> that was going to be mine. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm still taking it. I'm yeah. taking it from you. My, my upset is Bengals over Ravens. I love what Joey Burrow's doing, man. It's a yeah. gr- they got a great team going over there. It's gonna be tough to stop the Ravens, though. It's a stretch, but if you're looking for an upset, this is probably gonna be one of your best bets. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm just gonna just, I think I'm just gonna pick something random now. <laughs> just, just, just with your uh, let's screen, see just here. Eeny, meeny, miny. Oh, here we go. This, this is. This is ballsy. Uh, let's take the Jets over the Patriots. Let's go. The Zach Wilson revenge game. Yeah. Jets over Pats. Let me tell you, that's bold. <laughs> Zach Wilson threw, what, four interceptions, five interceptions uh-huh. against the Patriots? Yep. It's revenge game time, baby. <laughs> we got the – what's up, Allen? Elijah Mitchell, if he's healthy, yeah, that's true. He's a good running back for the Niners. That's a possibility. Is Saquon coming back? If he does, I'll take the Giants over Carolina. He's there's no way he's coming back. I would be hard pressed to believe. I don't. I'm not 100 sure, but I don't think so. The Chicago Sky. How about them? Chicago Sky WNBA oh, yeah. baby. And imaginary, not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <dear. laughs> hey, we can all we can all. Drink. You look at these games and you pick. For an upset, this is not easy this week. That that was there was another game I was gonna pick, but I just couldn't do it. So this is a tough week. Arizona it, over Houston or Houston over Arizona. No, it, it was gonna be Chicago over Tampa, but I was looking seemed, at that one too. It just seemed a little too much. Yeah. All right. So, so I added a new segment for myself. Um, I got a I got the prop hunt. There we go. I've been looking into some betting stuff just because I'm trying to figure out, you know, I feel like betting's coming to New York soon. So I'm trying to get myself loosened up for it. Right. Uh, so we went on a prop hunt and I did it for my game of the week. The there Browns, Denver, at Cleveland. I got the Browns to win by six or more, which is plus 125 right now. Mm-hmm. So at least by a touchdown, well, with the extra point. So at least it's on the plus side of money, too. And then the total points range of 41 to 50 is plus 230. I'd probably revisit that and knock it down to another bracket of 30, like um, 31 to 40. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd have to revisit that. But right now right. I have the total points range at 41 to 50 because that's, you know, that's only 21 to 20. You know, if uh, Cleveland can manage 30 points, Denver down to like 21, then mm-hmm. I, I'd still win both bets then. So There you go. That's good money, too. Good payout. Oh, yeah. So what do we got for Durf Stoppler? Durf Stoppler's got an interesting one for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll leave that one for last. Uh, Casey at Tennessee. Uh, there's a chance for some rain showers there. Could make it a little sloppy. That field is no fun. Like I talked about during the Bills-Titans recap, uh, Derrick Henry will probably... I think there's a good chance Derrick Henry slips. Um, well, well, that that could see be a, a little prop there. Just Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry slip on the turf or on the field at, in this game. Uh, more likely, yes. <laughs> I'll look into. Um, that. I'll see if that's a prop somewhere. See if he falls flat on his face. 
Uh, all right, second one here. I got uh, the Colts at 49ers. It is going to be cold and very rainy. Uh, when I talk about rain, I mean it's going to rain at this game. So it's it going to be it going to rain. So uh, look for some run game to be predominant here. You know, your QB sneak, your QB draws could uh, help there with, you know, Trey Lance, uh, Carson Wentz, good luck. Um, but yeah, that's going to be an impacted game there. Uh, come Sunday night. And last but not least, this Thursday, uh, Denver at Cleveland. <laughs> the the weather's not looking good, uh, but you're prepared Thanks. for it. So no, uh, 50, 52 and uh, windy with some rain and drizzle. So um, you've already had this game, this kind of game already this year. Not as cold, but, um, it, but it's there. Uh, so... Uh, Make sure you have your your rain gear because you're gonna need it, and uh, protect yourself from the wind. So, uh, my best of luck. Well, that's been a fun show, everybody. I really can't <laughs> wait. Make sure you're following on social media so you can check out all the stuff that I'm gonna report be reporting from the Cleveland and Denver sh- uh, show uh. or Cleveland and Denver game. I'm gonna be there all day, and actually on Friday the next day I'll be in the Football Hall of Fame. It's gonna be a fun time for, nice. for me. Um. Yeah, going with some buds there. Unfortunately, there Durf has to actually do this thing called work. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a thing. And I just blow mine off. So. I'm I'm essential. <laughs> He's essential worker. I am not. <laughs> I'm far from it. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Um, and we will be back next week, everybody. Durf and Dylan with On and Off the Field. And as we sign off, we remind you that it is time for change. Because it's peanut butter jelly time. 